Money Radio, discussing the business of making and spending money. Good day to all of you who are our loyal followers and all of you who are our new followers. We say welcome to another edition of Money Radio on Leadership Podcast. Today we're discussing a pressing issue, and that is an issue that is still hot on the minds of many Nigerians, and that is the growing menace of building collapse and its consequences on real estate development in Nigeria. Yes, from uh, the Kui building collapse just experience, it brings to mind the fact that every year on average over the past 10 years alone, we have 10 major building collapse incidences going on in the country. That is alarming, you will agree with me. So, I'm your host, Case Hammond, for this uh, Money Radio, and that is the National Economic Segment of Money Radio. You're welcome, and uh, with me in the studio are Mr. Paul Uadima and uh, Mr. Isaac Aimuria. You're welcome. Pleasure to be here, guys. Welcome. Yes, we're talking about the growing menace of building collapse in the country. First of all, let's uh, start with this issue. What is uh, Nigeria's housing stock right now in tandem with uh, the demand for housing. That's a very good question. Uh, Niger has uh, between 17 million to 22 million housing units. Right now, according to the UNDP and many other uh, uh, organizations, what, what what really does that mean when you say what we it have means, deficit? Does that mean what, that what means 17 million people? 17 million housing, houses or 22 million houses are what is required to house Nigerians adequately. So that's the gap that needs to be filled. That is basically fuel as a result of high rural urban migration. Because if you look at Nigeria, like most other African countries, they have high level of urbanization. People are abandoning the villages and moving to the cities. And when they move to the cities, they look for houses. Even though many people, at least, they have a one form, one form of accommodation in their villages. And when they get to the urban centers, they are forced to look for accommodation. So most of these uh, housing deficits are basically found in the urban centers in major cities around the country. And uh, they were fueled by rural urban migration. And uh, as a result of that, uh, government alone cannot meet this uh, requirement. The private sectors are actively involved in it, yet this gap still remains because of our growing population, both uh, in terms of uh, the general high birth rate, growing population, the growing working population and all that. So that is what is driving the request or the quest for housing in major urban cities in Nigeria. Uh, that is alarming. Uh, you know, a report read, uh, a report that was released by, I think it was that UNDP, shows that on average over the next Three decades, Nigeria will need on average 700,000 housing units to meet up with the demand. And uh, at the moment, we have just about 100,000 
housing units being developed annually. Uh, that is sure, that is, like he said, that is likely to increase the gap. That is the demand gap for houses. Uh, that, 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 that is alarming. So, what was the way out? Well, well, um, or how dire is that situation, first of all? Let's talk about how dire it is. Yeah, I'll start by interrogating the data. Okay. Okay. Because uh, these uh, data that we uh, bandy about, they are estimates. Yes. Access. Yes, they are. Because um, they really don't go from street to street, or village to village, town to town, okay? Taking stock, okay? Or taking count. Okay, yeah. of uh, these houses, mm -hmm. they are just projections. Okay, they use uh, they, they do they use uh, random sampling, you know, do some interviews. And, yes. For example, we're in Abuja. We know that if all the houses in this town were open for people to inhabit, okay, of course, would um, the, the figure. You know that we're talking about will reduce drastically. That is an interesting point. Yes. Because you go around this uh, there are city and you see that there are many empty houses. No, no, no. I'm coming. I'm coming to the No, no, I'm coming to. I'm coming to. But I just want us to interrogate the data. Okay. You understand that? Yeah. Because these international agencies, that's actually what they do. And just like they're also doing university ranking and all that, they just do it online. They look at these universities that have online presence. You know and. That they do, they use their parameters and arrive at uh, some conclusions. However, uh, 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 is there, do, do we need uh, more house? Yes, we do. Okay, uh, but back to the topic, uh, you know, building collapse. Yeah. Okay, uh, is it a problem? You know, the answer is yes. Yes. And, and why is this so? And I'll tell you, it is failure part of government, okay, to regulate, to effectively regulate okay that sector. I mean it happened at uh, TB Joshua's uh, church yes you know some time ago and of course uh, the press went to town you know and uh, thought uh, uh, drastic action will be taken okay and before that there were so yet. many others okay? yes uh -huh. so so I think it is time you know for government to actually you know, those uh, Ministry of uh, Housing, federal and state levels to come to the last again, not anymore. Okay, this must not continue. Okay, if the, the building code is outdated, it has to be okay, and there has to be punishment. I mean, punishment, people should be killed you know, for, for uh, uh, failing in their duty. Okay, uh, uh, you know, uh, to supervise. Yeah, adequately developments in that sector. So uh, you were countering yeah, what? Yes, uh, I, I, I have to counter it because it was the same argument that Minister of Works and Housing made. Fashola, uh, uh, Fashola. He made that argument before. He said there were no building deficit. That what no, I, I didn't say. I didn't say. He said that what we have is. He said there were no twenty-two billion. And I was particular about Abuja. Deficit. <laughs> okay. I know that. Are you getting it? Yeah. That was what he was. At the same time, after saying that there was no deficit, he was going about the whole country, bragging everywhere that they are building so so and so 
federal government is building housing estates. So, so why are they building it if there are no deficits? What was he building it for? Panama, not for Oman. Yeah, someone that said there was no deficit. You are mentioning federal government housing estates all over uh, the country. All right. Are you getting it? Yeah. Even the Abuja people are talking about. If you look at the the, the housing availability for the low income earners who are the majority workers in the FCT. Yeah. Why are many of them living in the suburb? Why are they not living somewhere that would be 15 minutes drive to their place of works? Yeah, and that's why... Doesn't that tell you something? There's something... The wrong. cost, I don't understand. The cost so that's, that, that's about the deficit. Prohibitively high. It's about, many, it's about... Are you getting it? What of these abandoned these houses that are on by I mean in high growth areas. Yeah. Are you getting it? Yeah. So at the end of the day, what, what what's important is to provide housing that is available for the low income yes. Because and that is actually the gap that needs to be bridged. Because house. already the elites are warehoused. I don't think any elite quote unquote is not adequately housing like that. At least they provided adequate accommodation for themselves. Yeah. Okay. Let's let's so let's, let's the low income earners that are this, this deficit we are talking about. Yeah. Because that's what we are talking about where the drivers stay. Yes. Where the gardeners stay. Where the megas stay. Where all the middle end income earners live. The deficit is alarming. Yeah. And nobody can you know you can't dismiss it by just saying people are picking up stats. Say no, it's not true. Okay, let's look at it from this. Please, I need to correct. I need to correct it there. Yeah. I didn't say there was no housing deficit. Like you said, I only just said that we needed to interrogate. You know, That's the figures. You get it. And yeah. I was very particular about Abuja, yeah, because yeah. we all know that there are so many houses in Abuja. And, 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 and I want to clarify that because those empty houses. Okay, let's 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 add empty houses. The emphasis should be affordable houses. yes now let's look at the issue really the issue right now is actually not the affordable yeah, houses that we're talking about these building collapse we are talking about are actually mighty buildings yeah loud and, and you know when we talk about mighty buildings we're talking about buildings that inflict actually high collateral damage on people let's look at a few instances uh, in recent times Apart from the Kui, uh, and I, I, I actually, it's Fort Worth. Should I say it was a blessing that this building did not reach the level where people would begin to occupy it before this tragedy uh, took place. Yeah. Otherwise, it would have yeah. been far worse than yeah. 50 persons being yeah, affected. More lives, it would have been yeah. many lives. Yeah. Now, but we are talking about these kind of buildings. High mighty buildings and in a high grow area and a high grow area now i want to bring your attention to your attention you talked uh, earlier about the tv joshua uh, church church yes that dormitory and then there was this building this church building in Uyo a few years ago yes, and yeah. the governor narrowly escaped because he was on his way to that building to to come not commission, but to, to, to be at the opening ceremony, the, the, the program. And uh, just before you got there, that is uh, collapsed. Yes, I collapsed. And uh, really, I've not seen anybody. I don't know. I have Nothing has been said yet yeah. about prosecuting the builders, the owner, those people who took part in. Yeah, very now, 
these are the kind of buildings we are talking about. We are not talking because we hardly hear about these uh, bungalows collapsing or the even the bungalows collapsing. We hear about yes. We don't pay much. Now, government for a building like this, look at the structure there. For a building like this, you would expect that there will be proper monitoring of this kind of uh, structure. This is a 21-story structure. Yeah, yeah. There should be proper monitoring. If government cannot, if the, if, the, if the capacity is not there to monitor how bungalows and one, two, three-story buildings are being constructed, a building like this should be on the, on the spotlight of the state government. But uh, you see that this thing went on. A few persons who went to this site were just looking at the the material used and it was like not much sand for a building like this. No, but you can even see you see the rods, you see the yeah. rods that were used. You know, if the if the mix was adequate, okay? Yes. You see that the, the rods would be Yes. The rods would be bound by mix. Yes. You get it. That's the cement, true. the concrete mix, you know, it would be bound. Especially the the ones at the lower levels. Yes. Okay, of the building. So if the, the, the rods came out this way, <laughs> you understand? So it means, you know, nothing was actually holding it. Nothing Not was binding it. Yes. Yeah, okay, I, it I, means I, I the mix was compromised. There will be need for investigation. Yes, it means the mix was compromised. be clear about it. Yeah. This is a yeah. multi-billion naira investment. Yeah. Nobody yeah. put his money in here and wanted to collapse. Yeah. I do not think the owner of this building wanted to collapse. So I think. That's, that's why there's a need for investigation, both by the company that owns the building and by the government, uh, so that we can get to the root of the real reason why the building collapsed. Because nobody will put a multi-billion naira investment like this and allow it to collapse. Uh, nobody. So that, that, that's an interesting area we need to look at. Yes. However, now, however, people this. and in a country where uh, you know we don't. Uh, where, where those who are supposed to enforce the laws, you know, uh, are not doing their job or are probably not doing their job very well, you know. Uh, I mean, people can compromise. Okay. Uh, uh, we, 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 you raised an interesting point there. Yeah. Nobody would sink yes. his money into a because structure like this and expect it to. Yeah. But people do compromise. When we come back from a break, uh, we want to take a break now. When we come back, we want to discuss these issues. Nobody will want to put his into a structure like this and expect it to collapse. Meanwhile, people cut corners. Yeah, so we want to look at these two yeah. issues and merge them when we cut from the break. Uh, please continue to be with us. Uh, we'll be back. Just, uh... Money Radio. Discussing the business of making and spending money. Welcome back to Money Radio. You are on to the national economy segment of Money Radio and we are discussing an interesting issue today. The menace of building collapse and uh, its implications on the uh, Nigeria building industry. That's what we are discussing. Just before we went on break, we were talking about two issues here. Nobody would like to sink his money into a building without a long-term expectation of uh, making profit. That means nobody wants to sink his money into something that will collapse. On the other hand, people cut corners and that is clear from the pictures we see there that those building materials are not standard. You know, I don't want to preempt, I understand the committee's been set up to uh, investigate uh, the 
because of uh, you know, collapse, I don't want to preempt the outcome of uh, you know, their work. You know, but some 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 initial reports, okay, that have made the news in the past few days point to the fact that uh, that this building at some point, okay, yes. uh, some some uh, government agencies that supervise buildings because actually stop them. You know, yes. came to the site and say, hey, you cannot uh, exceed this level. Yes, considering mm-hmm. the building plan, the approved building plan mm-hmm. that you are working. You know, uh-huh. there's also another claim that uh, the first set of contractors that were working on it, you know, abandoned the project when they told them to, you know, to exceed, you know, the approved, uh, you know, level. Yes. Okay. Mm-hmm. We are yet to, you know, to confirm, but to, you know, to confirm that. Okay. Then uh, there's also another report, you know, that at some point the engineer outside was also arrested, and uh, some calls came from, uh, you know. But there's some superior authorities, okay, that they should release the man and all that. All that is in the uh, public, uh, you know, domain. domain. You know, however, I, and like I said earlier, it is time for those saddled with the responsibility to regulate this sector to actually sit up, okay, because we cannot afford, you know, another collapse of this market. We cannot, as a country. You know, we understand that we're fine as a developing country, which institution is one of the hallmarks, okay? You know, of uh, third world, you know, country, uh, third world countries. But, I mean, look at the number of people that have died. It's like yes. deaths that could have been avoided. More than 40 percent. You understand? Died. If only the regulators, you know, uh, you know did their job, okay? And like like my my friend said earlier, that, okay, uh, we shouldn't just be talking about uh, high rise. Okay, we should also talk about bungalows, you know, one story building. Because there are some buildings you move into now with just one story building. They tell you you cannot pan here, you know, yeah. on the first floor. <laughs> you know, as you are entering, the landlord will ask you, Do you have a motor? <laughs> Please, oh, you don't pan the arm, you know, on top of uh, my house. Yes. You want to pan the arm, you come to the ground, come to the basement. Yes. And they will tell you they will create a space for you to pound the arm or pound fufu or pound the whatever it is you are pounding because he knows that the the the, the materials used you know for the decking you know are compromised or perhaps when he was supposed to use six inches uh decking you know maybe he did five inches where he was supposed to do nine inches in some cases you know he probably did six inches okay uh-huh. so the regulator should actually be on the ground you know from site to site Okay, to supervise buildings right from foundation. You make that's, what, that's what we need now. Uh, Mr. Paul, yeah, you yeah. talk about uh, the long-term interest of builders. Now, uh, I was tempted at a time to take a look at this uh, structure here. Like what he's saying about the regulators sitting up is the, actually the right thing to do. Because it's the regulators that must ensure that uh, the building guidelines are followed the building plan are followed uh, because in a, in, a, in a country like ours now where we don't have national building code which is still lying there with the national assembly yes states have responsibility to regulate building uh, structures in their states and the town planning authorities are the ones that with the responsibility of ensuring that 
all the buildings in their states or in their state capital their towns adhere to the town planning rules and regulation so it's their responsibility to do that however there is also need for internal checks and balances because you know corruption is a major problem in nigeria in the public service both those in the ministries that supervise all these uh, all these works when they are going on but the internal mechanism those those who are involved in real estate development should also have their own internal mechanism because their own reputation is at stake. It is. If you are an engineer, a site engineer, you are a structural engineer and your building collapse. It is a shame. I think the uh, uh, Council for Regulation of Engineering in Nigeria it has, got to, it has to reach a point where those who are registered engineers that supervise a building collapse, there should be disciplinary action taken against them. And then the companies that own this uh, building uh, construction companies should also look at who are their suppliers of building materials. Where are the building materials coming from? Because this building material I'm looking at, where did they get it from? Is it from Nigeria? Did they import it from whichever country? Because these are some of the things that need to be identified so that Nigeria can avoid the people manufacturing the rods, the, the problem is the kind of raw materials, engineering materials, building material that was used to construct this building that collapsed. Because why is the, this is important is because the man that, that started building this house that collapsed had had successful building of houses in high blue areas in London, in, in South Africa. He has also built some in Lagos that are standing. So there must be something that didn't work out well, something that went wrong somewhere in this particular one. So there that, must that should be identified that will help future builders so that they don't repeat this kind of mistake again. It, it, so it is not a question of blaming only the supervisors from government. Both the engineering companies should have a mechanism by themselves yeah. of identifying the kind of building materials and those they subcontract some of the, the jobs. Because if something is supposed to be done by 10 bags of cement and they use uh, three bags of cement and somebody come and they, and they plaster it well, he says it's okay. And at the end of the day, you have a trend. So these are some of the things that need to be looked into. That's another dimension we also need to look at, you know, is the, is the issue of insurance. Okay? Because um, if the insurance companies um, Unfortunately, it is not such a popular. Yes, you know, uh, <laughs> yeah, it's, it's an important issue because I don't yes. think somebody will build this twenty-one yes. story building without, without insurance. insurance. I think yes. it needs to be found. Because there must be an insurance company. Insurance company, you know, an insurance company was part of this. They will want to monitor it. Of course, they will. They will want to monitor it. That's a point. Are you trying to say that this gigantic project? I don't have the information about insurance. So there is something that was coming to my mind. Something was coming to my mind. Anything goes. Maybe somebody can build it with one story without insurance. So look at the pillars here. The pillars are actually tiny. I don't know if this is a building. But if it is, the pillars are. So that brings to my. Yeah, something. Yeah, another issue of, of building. The Nigeria has a variety of topography. Mm -hmm. You go to a place like Enugu, um, yeah. uh, you will see that the soil there is so strong, it's, yeah. it's compact. Yeah. 
such that, uh, in fact, an architecture uh, an architecture student was told me that with this kind of soil, you may not even need reinforcement to build because the ground is there and it's strong enough. Uh, but that is different from a place like Lagos, especially Lagos Island, See, where if you are building code, uh, building code, yes, it is there. <laughs> you understand? Before you get approval, okay, the supervisory authority will come. Before you even start your foundation, they will do soil tests, okay, yes. to determine whether that soil can actually withstand. Your, your, the plan you have, that is the building you want to Should erect. we say that professionals are not being used? I asked the question because yes. I will, let, let me cite a few examples. If you go to Lagos Island, for example, a building like Elephant Building, a building like um, this one just opposite the Elephant Building, that uh, there's a high rise there owned by uh, I, I don't let them say it. Yeah, but uh, that build, uh, the energy building, energy building is there. If you look uh, in place like Ibadan, you see that a building like a cocoa house. Those buildings were, uh, were constructed was, in the sixties. Then, then we had high regard for laws in this country. Then corruption wasn't working in. Uh, all four. So does that okay, mean we, we are not now. improving or uh, no, no, we are not no, improving course, on no, clearly, our clearly, uh, clearly building ethics? Clearly we have not. Because that is it. If you want to build, even at the state level, they will tell you they will come do some tests. Okay? To be sure that you know they can actually you know take that building, whatever building before you get the approval. They will tell you no, no, this way cannot stand, you know, uh, 10 story building, building. Okay. So that is why, for example, if you if you go to Lagos, you see the um, the reclamation work that's ongoing in Lagos. Yes. Okay. My worry is, if tomorrow there is at tremor, just a little underground movement around that lake access. we pray for that. I can bet you that all those houses will go under. Wow. So, yeah. we don't have much time left. Let's uh, get to your last words. We need to talk about consequences now of such irresponsible actions by builders. So, what consequences are we recommending now? What do you think of consequences? Like, like I told you earlier on, the, the, the best thing is that there should be professional consequences. Council for Regulation of Engineering uh, in Nigeria must ensure that uh, they take disciplinary action against their members who participate in any building construction that collapsed, like like what we saw in Ikui and elsewhere. And then if it were done by a quack engineer, they should also make sure that uh, such engineers are handed over to the security agencies to prosecute them for, for undertaking a job that they're not qualified to do. And that's basically the only way. Uh, the idea that uh, a building of this magnitude can collapse and uh, the structural engineers and all those who participated in this building are nowhere to be found or people are speculating who are they. Even the people that are allegedly signed that they will no longer do more than certain number of stairs. The indication that you can't even trace the whereabouts. Do you know that? Uh, as so the people, as there was no manifest of people entering that. Uh, and and, 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 and sadly, much of these activities are only formal. Yes, yes. 
So we need to have a conversation. If you ask, you know, it is just beyond just engineers. Yes. At the end of the day, when people die, these people are related to you. They're related yeah. to me. Yeah. You know, they are our friends. Okay. Uh -huh. So we need to have that conversation so that we bring in the police and other security agencies, uh, civil society organization, you know, and all of that. Okay. Uh, so that we can actually agree on what punishment, you know, uh, you know, we can melt out. You know, uh, 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 I, I, I can state this, uh, although it's for the. Yeah. You bring the, the law and you're building you kill somebody, you, 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 you should be killed. You be charged for murder. You should be killed. You should be killed. Yes. Um, it's not that you should be, but there are, there are laws that will take care of that. that is I, I am not against, I, I am one person who is not against the death penalty. Yeah. You know, this death penalty will review the building, appropriate punishment. This death penalty has sanitized yeah. places like China. Yeah. China used to be you talk about UK. You said this man had had doing this in, UK. in the UK. I mean, you, you couldn't have done this in the UK. Yes. So places like yeah. uh, China, Singapore, yeah. these places have yeah. been sanitized. Yeah, you know this in UK because yeah. even the UK citizens who hire to do the job yeah. would be we yeah. know that yeah. they have to do yeah. the yeah. right. Layers, yeah, layers you of know, there is layers yeah. of law abiding Yes, but in Nigeria, you know, people like to cut Just before and, uh, we go, just before we go, I would like to make a comment. Um, I have heard stories, and I, when I say I've heard stories, I'm talking about from reliable sources. People who are part of these building projects. I'm not. I'm not talking about the project, uh, the magnitude of this, but uh, uh, duplexes where laborers, out of anger that the owner of the building or whoever is hiring them is not paying them their condign payment, they retaliate by burying their cement. Is when they are not around instead of using the cement on the building they dig holes and bury it yeah. okay. so for, for the just yeah. to make sure that your building is poor you know uh, that is so sad we need to get out of it so the, that, the, the owners like uh with government to actually make sure that there are regulations that are enforced and uh, the examples are yeah. made of the uh, owners of the professional companies yeah. must also be vigilant. They must yeah. be vigilant. The the professional bodies, the professional bodies should also have, you know, yeah, you know, in-house uh, measures you know, for checking. A standard uh, I know of an organization here in Nigeria is standard for building of for molding blocks yeah. should be one bag of cement for 25 blocks but some people do 50. no that one 20 25 20 actually yes 20. Uh, but there are some people who do 50 and that is wrong that's, that's, what's that's the much we can take today uh on the morning radio it, 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 it's a sad one today's discussion is actually it's sad yeah one. i had to go out to the, the families of uh, you know the dead yeah uh, I heard about some uh, a, a youth couple and then uh, a lady, uh, a beautiful lady who had just taken up uh, a job with the owner of that lady. She was there. So she should have gotten married in December. What a sad uh, story. Sorry, sad. Yeah. So that's the much we can take today on the morning radio. Uh, thanks for following us loyally. Thanks to you. Thanks, guys, uh, for, for being with us today. Thanks to you, our producers, 
we say we will force again tomorrow for another bumper edition of morning radio COVID-19 is real stay safe stay blessed this program is brought to you by leadership podcast from the stable of leadership media group